Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. More CBS Eye on Veterans now. I'm Chaz Henry. If you watch a lot of cable TV, particularly those channels built around designing and redesigning places to live, you've likely seen tiny homes, those small square footage places where you can live a perhaps quaint minimalist lifestyle. In Kansas City, Missouri, a group looking to help homeless veterans get permanent roofs over their heads thinks tiny houses might be a good place to start. Brian Meyer told me about the plan. I am the chief legal officer and co-founder of Veterans Community Project. So what was the problem there in Kansas City as you saw it? Yeah, so myself, the other co-founders, we were all working with uh, the homeless veteran population in different capacities. My background is that uh, I'm an attorney by trade, and I had started a nonprofit organization that provided free legal services to veterans. One of the other co-founders was a outreach coordinator for the United Way, another has a social work background, another has a construction background. What we kept running across was large population of veterans who were either kind of falling through the gaps in existing service programs or didn't qualify for those service programs because of, you know, something related to their service, I'd be a discharge status, time in service, all those types of things. Uh, and specifically with the homeless veteran population. So we kind of sat down and said, all right, you know, if we had no strings attached to us and we could come up with some sort of different model uh, that might service these individuals better, what would that look like? And that's how we landed on a community of 50 tiny homes as transitional housing for homeless veterans, as well as providing on-site wraparound social services. Based on your experience, what is the homeless population among veterans in the Kansas City area? There's a couple different ways to look at it. One is how do you define homeless and how do you define veteran? So we take a very expansive approach to the word veteran. And by that, we say any individual who ever took the oath to serve their country is a veteran and qualifies for our program. So that's irrelevant of active versus reserve, discharge status, time in service. We also include National Guard members. So our, our net is kind of larger than the traditional net when you say, when you do the, the homeless veteran counts. So I think in, in Kansas City, the on books homeless count, the most recent one was somewhere in the 120 range. Uh, we pretty much say add 40% to that. Or we had a stand down recently, which is a, uh, an event where all the service providers come together under one roof and try to offer services to the homeless veteran population. At that stand-down event, uh, about 400 vets came through for services and over 150 self-identified as chronically homeless. So 
Uh, sheltering and creating shelters for temporary housing has been sort of a traditional approach to dealing with this issue. What was it that pushed you toward creating homes and specifically tiny homes? Tiny homes offer the individual a sense of security. Uh, it provides um, that that kind of safe place. When you look at traditional shelters and group living situations, it's not necessarily great for people with anxiety disorders, PTSD. Unfortunately, there are higher levels of assault, both physical and sexual, in those in those environments. So with this tiny house, we kind of view it as a classroom to teach an individual how to live independently again by putting them in a kind of scaled-down model of where they will eventually land. So you see this as sort of a transitional process then? It is. It's all transitional. So the idea is uh, bring somebody in, address the issues that put them in the homeless position, and then find a permanent housing solution for them. It's the it's the housing first approach, which is basically, you know, um, an individual isn't going to worry about uh, their mental health issues or substance abuse issues if they're worried about, am I safe? Uh, where am I going to sleep? How am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to eat? So what we're doing is we're eliminating that top hierarchy. We're immediately giving them their own space, safety, food, and not having to worry about bills. And then we have the on-site social services to start immediately addressing the underlying issues of homelessness. So this is actually a, a village concept you've created. That's correct. So in Kansas City, we have five acres. And on the five acres, there will be uh, ultimately 50 houses and then the 5,000 square foot community center where all the social services will be coordinated from. That's where the site case managers will work, as well as a medical exam room, dental exam room, veterinary clinic, uh, large commercial kitchen, laundry facilities, fellowship hall. And how do you see these integrating with uh, other services, for instance, those provided by the Department of Veterans Affairs? Yeah, so, you know, we already work with uh, a lot of those existing service providers. Our whole goal here is to complement, not compete. So we call our community center a community center because it'll be empty without our community partners. We're not trying to, you know, there are a lot of great organizations that already provide services to individuals. So we're just opening up our facility for those people to come in and provide their services on site. And we've got a really great response uh, from existing existing providers. And where are you in the construction process at this point? So we are getting ready to open our uh, or complete phase one. Phase one of the project is 13 of the 50 houses. And while that seemed kind of a, a low number, the real big accomplishment is the infrastructure that we've put in place. So these houses are going on concrete foundations and connected to city, sewer, water, electric. So it was really the uh, underground work that was the big undertaking. 1,700 linear feet of sewer, individual, you know, electric run to each individual unit, foundations, all of that. So that's, that was a huge chunk of it. And that's you know, all but been knocked out, and now we're ready to really start building homes. A lot of people, I think, are familiar with the tiny home concept by watching uh, some of these shows on uh, HGTV and other channels. And it's always interesting to see people design these homes, often very specific to an individual or a uh, family. What went into designing these toward the purpose of housing homeless veterans? We did as much as we could with the space in terms of 
thinking about an individual that may be suffering from different things. So these houses, uh, the bed faces the front door. We put a door on the bathroom in there because that adds a little bit of extra security. There's only windows on one side, uh, but those windows face the direction that somebody would approach. Uh, we have the front door. All, all the fronts of the houses have a window that you can look in and see towards the back. So if a case manager had to do a spot check, they'd be able to see in. And we tried to provide as many amenities as you would find in a traditional home. So as opposed to the ones you see on tv on trailers and they have lofts and things like that we don't have that it's all one level it's a concrete foundation so we did we did as much as we could with the space what sort of reaction has there been to all this so far the response from from the community we're targeting has been pretty overwhelming you know if i had 50 houses built i'd have 50 houses filled but more so than that, the response from the community has been something that we have that we never anticipated. Uh, you know, we really have people lined up that just want to help out and volunteer. I think we just kind of tapped into a different avenue to give back to the veteran population, and a lot of people are in place to do it. You know, for example, these houses have about thirty thousand dollars worth of raw materials in them, but through our construction partners and individuals, you know, our hard costs to build these are down in that five to seven thousand dollar range plus, you know, sweat equity. Um in in addition to not only the Kansas City community, we're we're receiving calls from different communities across the United States. And it wasn't necessarily something we intended to do at first, but we will be expanding into different cities and you know, hopefully over the course of time, try to put this type of program in most major metropolitan areas. Where can people find more information about this? So you can visit our website, which is veteranscommunityproject.org. And we have information on there. We are completely funded off of individual corporation and foundation nations. We're not a federal program that allows us to fill in gaps that other programs can't, you know, hit right now. But veteranscommunityproject.org is the best place to find out more information about us. That's Brian Meyer with the group in Kansas City, Missouri, that's building a community of tiny homes they hope will be a temporary stopping off point for veterans transitioning from homelessness to having a permanent place to call home. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.